Rasputin, something, something, love machine. <laughs> I don't know. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode. Hope you're doing well. Oh, God, what the fuck was that? <laughs> if you guys have to excuse the background noises because they're very, wait, let me move this closer. They're very prominent outside the studio today. Um, there's like power tools, there's some guy yelling which that that's that's what that just was out there i don't know we're gonna ignore it though this is the only time i could really do this and if only i could like lock myself in like a soundproof room but i have no access to anything of the sort this isn't um oh my god this is such a perfect segue into you season three because holy shit i'm not <laughs> wait 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 oh god that was such that's gonna ear rape everybody this is such a perfect segue into you season three. You know, I, let me just finish what I was saying. I don't have a soundproof fucking box or room like Joe Goldberg and uh, Love Quinn. Man, did you guys see you season three yet? I know it just came out yesterday. Well, as I record this, it came out yesterday. So by the time you hear this, you will have had plenty of opportunities to binge watch you season three like I did. It took me... It could have taken me less than 12 hours had I... um. You know, not taking a break in between. You know, I stopped. I, uh, you know, hopped on GTA with the boys. And then I, after we got done, I put it back on. I watched like four episodes. I was on, I was like halfway through episode six when I stopped. And then I watched the rest of it. And my God, man, just when I thought that you couldn't push the envelope further, they just like, they really outdid themselves. Some, I, listen, won't spoil anything, but like some questionable choices in terms of where the story goes this, you know, this season. But nonetheless, it was it was solid. And let me tell you, I don't watch TV much. I don't watch shows. I haven't watched Squid Game yet. I haven't watched watched Squid Game. I just like I I I don't know. I have a hard time starting TV shows and just like paying attention and stuff. And that's you know. And I genuinely got to be like interested in the show, which that took me even with you when you came out back in um, end of 2018, beginning of 2019, whatever it was. Um, I didn't get into it straight away. I didn't even get into it until the next season, until season two. Where um, I don't know what made, everybody was talking about season two. And then, you know, I saw... Victoria Pedretti was in it and I'm like I didn't even I wasn't even familiar with her work but I'm like you know I, I have a crazy crush on Victoria Pedretti and so I'm like <laughs> I might have to watch it because of her and um no but she's so she's so aside from beautiful she's just so fucking talented she's amazing but yeah season two is when I started watching um you from the beginning I started season one and then I binge watched the whole thing season one and then straight into season two and so, yeah, I was heartbroken when I had to wait, you know, so long for season three and then COVID happened. So we had to wait even more. But yeah, that's how I spent my day yesterday. I was off yesterday. You know, I had no assignments to be done or to work on, really. Well, I always have something to work on. But, you know, I like my downtime, people. I want to I wanted to watch you. And man, I it feels so good. I feel like shit and like. I feel good about watching, you know, you all the way through the whole season. 
because you know gradually i've been used to uh i've been used to gradually like watching you know a show like disney plus shows that they release them every week so i didn't allow myself that with you they dropped all the episodes the whole season in just one shot so i and i couldn't wait it's it was there it was presented to me i'm gonna watch the whole damn thing and there were points where i was like a little like uh delirious and i just like felt like i was gonna fall asleep and i had to force myself to sit through the finale which guys just you have to watch it don't just take my word for it i thought it was great very interesting direction and just watch it hopefully by the time you hear this you've watched it already and you know shoot shoot me a dm i want to talk about it with somebody i don't know many people that have you know what that watch you period or have seen season three yet so I think I'm done with this coffee. So yeah, definitely. So interesting choices in terms of where the story is going. I, I will say this. It's like, um, you know, in connection to what I just said about the directions they go. I have never been more frustrated with Joe Goldberg before. It's like if you've seen season one. And if you know what I've said, if you know me like personally, you know, my thoughts about season one and how. Gwen you know my thoughts on season one I thought like Joe like what the fuck are you doing sweating over Guinevere Beck she's a fucking she reminds me of a lot of some you know not to like drag like not to like rag on like people I've dated or anything but Guinevere reminded me too much of like women I've dated and I'm just like oh come on dude don't do this don't do this how do you not see it you're too smart for this Joe like come on I don't understand you're too smart for this. You, you like, come on. So it's, if, if I thought I was frustrated with him in season one and then not, I, I don't remember season two that well, to be honest, to be able to critique on my, you know, expand on my criticisms and um, frustrations with Joe Goldberg. But this season I was just like, Joe, what the fuck? What the fuck? And then not, not even that. Love Quinn too. Love, like, what the fuck were you doing? The two of them. It's like you were equally frustrated with the two of them. But one always felt worse than the other. Like, one always did something worse than the other in certain moments. It was like a little back and forth. You can't even say he's, he's at fault here or she's at fault here. So I'm just like, man, frustration, frustration, frustration. Yeah, I'm done with this coffee. Ooh, just ruffled these leaves. But man, you is like quite the show. Above all, aside from some questionable character arcs and themes here, I thought it was great. I'm excited for season four, which I need to drop now. I wish they would make these shows like fucking... I wish you... Well... The thing is, I don't wish that they were longer seasons because I feel like if they could tell the story in 10 episodes, that's great. You don't have to like, you know, like these CW shows that go on for like 23 episodes a season. You you don't really need that because then it starts to feel like filler or, you know, at <laughs> the CW flash. God damn. We're not even going to comment on that. But no. So 10 episodes, if you could tell it in 10 episodes, that's great. You know, do that. But Man, when you're like me and like you finish it, not that I always binge watch stuff, but when you finish a show in a night, <laughs> pretty much, that's what it took for me. 
I wish they would drop that, you know, next season in like an instance. I wish they would film the seasons consecutively, which you already know there's going to be, you know, another season. You know, spoiler alert. Come on. It's not going anywhere for a while. But man, that was my day. That was pretty much most of my day yesterday. I did watch um, Halloween Kills first. When I woke up in the morning, it was just, it was a good day to watch TV, which I never do. I never sit around and watch TV all day. So it was just a good day. You season three came out. Halloween Kills released in theaters and on Peacock. So from the comfort of my own home in my bed in the dark, I put on Halloween Kills on Peacock, which by the way, guys, you have to have a premium subscription, which, you know, whatever. It's your choice though. $4.99 for a month of, you know, all the Peacock content or a $7 whatever movie ticket or however much movie tickets are. Movie theater by me is like seven bucks if you go early to like the matinee. But I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. $4.99. All right. Bet. So I watched Halloween Kills. Here are my thoughts on that. I... <laughs> the fucking cap. Halloween Kills. It was a really decent sequel. You know, I've seen some... I've seen it get some flack on Twitter and shit. But, you know, in the words of Dave Chappelle, Twitter is not a real place. So fuck that shit. Um, I thought it was a great sequel to the first one. But, well the 2018 version of Halloween. And I can't even say a version. It's a direct sequel to Halloween 1978. It's so hard when they, like, you know, the 1978 one has the name, they have the same name. Uh, Halloween 1978 and then Halloween 2018. That's how I differentiate, differentiate them. That's how I differentiate them. I just attached a year at the end. And we talked a little bit last week about how this, um, 2018 version retconned everything after Halloween 1978. So it picks up 40 years after the events of the 1978 Halloween. Without spoiling anything, um, Halloween Kills picks up where the last installment left off. You know, I'm not going to say what happened in case anybody hasn't watched it. This isn't exactly, you know, it's not a horror movie podcast, but, um, you know, there's some average folk looking to relate on my daily life and that's i i guess i don't know who listens to this i don't know i don't know who listens to this for what you know or what they come here for but you know (laughs) this is what we're talking about today so i'm going to keep it spoiler free as best as i can picks up now that my rambling is over picks up after the 2018 one and it's just not your traditional like slasher movie it's like it's I thought it was smartly written. There are some, like, horror movie, slasher movie tropes and, you know, stereotypes. But um, I think this was actually, the way they used them, they were actually, like, nicely written. And it doesn't feel like a typical, like, I don't know. It doesn't feel like a stale, like, sequel. I think the premise of it, which, you know, this isn't a spoiler. If you've seen the trailer, you know, it's just... um. I think this is the first time we ever really see, like, it basically focuses on Michael Myers, you know, going on a killing spree, and the whole town decides, like, you know what, enough is enough, let's catch this son of a bitch, let's fucking get rid of him, you know, kill him ourselves. And it's very, you know, it's the parallels between the what happens in the movie and, like, you know, real life events and, like, how we, um, you know, how we view the police and stuff and, like, they're not doing enough. In that sense, like, that translates into the film as well. I thought it was an interesting dynamic seeing these characters return. 
in this new installment, you know, 40 plus years later. And um, the whole aspect of, you know, the small, clo- like, you could say close-knit town. Everybody knows each other and everybody's known each other for years and everybody, you know, knows each other in the neighborhood. And they all come together, this kind of like towny kind of, you know, um, mob that goes after a notorious fucking serial murderer. It's just something we haven't really seen before from um, at least not the Michael Myers movies, these Halloween movies. You get a little taste of that in Friday the 13th when you have like the uh, the SWAT team. And I think I forget which one it is. Is it Jason Lives? No, not Jason Lives. No, I don't remember. Anyway, but like we've seen close to that, but nothing quite like this. It just made for a good and unique perspective on not just the character, but um, a slasher movie altogether. And it pairs up well with, you know, it serves as a good sequel to the 2018 version. And just um, it serves as a good part of the story, which you could consider this the third, you know, like chapter to this story, if you include um, 1978 Halloween and... You know, there's a sequel set for next year. We're a bit, we're kind of behind because, you know, due to COVID, this was supposed to come out October of last year, October 2020. And, you know, this year we were supposed to get Halloween, Halloween ends. I think that's what it's called. Halloween ends. Wait, let me, let me look that up actually. Halloween. Oh yeah. Halloween ends. It's going to come out 2022, October 15th. They already have a release date. So a year from today, when I'm recording that, well, today's the 16th. Oh, shit. Never mind. It's coming out October 15th. So 364 days from now, hopefully we'll be watching Halloween Ends. And I'm curious to see where that goes, because given this ending, again, no spoilers for any of you who are interested in seeing it or haven't seen it yet. Um, I don't know how they're going to end this shit, <laughs> honestly. You know, I don't think anybody's going to see this movie and be like, um, especially if you know, like they've announced like a sequel for it. I don't think you'll be too surprised by how this one ends. But I wonder, I hope this is like, I hope the next one is just like the last installment. Like, you know, because the thing back then, it's just like uh, even even now, still to this day with horror movies, they just keep adding and adding and make the, making more of them. It's just and it gets really stale. Like how many fucking Purge movies are there? And, you know, just in general. Last week we talked about how many fucking Friday the 13th movies there were. Freaking like 10, 11 of them, something like that. But it's, um, I, I don't want to see the character get stale. I don't want to see the story get stale. I want it, if they're going to end it, I want them to just end it. That's it. And then don't make any more until somebody inevitably reboots it in the year 2040 or whatever, you know? So, I don't know. I don't know where it's going to go. I'm excited for it, though. So we'll just have to see about that. But anyway, if you haven't seen Halloween Kills yet, I definitely recommend it. You know, don't listen to the critics on, you know, Rotten Tomatoes or on Twitter and all that stuff. Because, you know, it's just if you're a fan of horror, if you're a fan of Halloween, if you're a fan of Michael Myers, you will enjoy this movie. Hands down. There's just no question about it. So Definitely, it's worth, you know, just, uh, I, I personally, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't go to the movies for it per se, but if you want to go to the movies for it, definitely go. And, um, 
it's definitely worth it a four ninety nine on Peacock, you know, whatever. And then you get like a month of just you gotta remember to cancel it. You know. You'll get a month of all the Peacock content, which if you like The Office, I'm finally gonna I haven't watched The Office since like it left Netflix and went to Peacock. And without a premium subscription, you won't get access to like all the episodes, which I think that's fucking bullshit. I don't like this I don't like this uh tier system that they have on these uh on Peacock and just these um subscription services. I don't know many sub um I don't know many subscription services that have like a tier system like Peacock, but yeah, I only paid the four ninety nine. You know, I was like, "Fuck, they got me!" Like, <laughs> they finally got my money. But four ninety nine to see Halloween Kills. I'm probably gonna watch it again tonight. Um, I was gonna watch it with my sister, but she's kind of flaky, so I was just like, "I'm like, you know what? I'm watching it without her. I'll, I will watch it again." And Gotti, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry, but you just you just flake out on me too much. Putting you on the spot here, knowing you, I'll come say like, "Oh, you want to watch Halloween?" You're like, "Eh." I'm kind of tired. I have this to do. I have that to do. So you know what? I watched it. It's out of my system. Don't hold it against me. In other news, folks, it's almost that time again. I'm going back to another show soon. It's been it's been a couple of months. Well, been like a little over two months since the last show I went to, which um, for those of you who remember the sad summer recap a couple of episodes ago, that was the last show I went to. I haven't been to any other concerts of any sort. Um, but seeing our New York boys and state champs next week. But well, by the time you hear this, this week, I never know what I never know what to say in terms of like what date it is. Because some podcasts are like, oh, welcome. It's uh, I don't know if they pretend that it's the date that they're going to release. They're just like, oh, it's uh, whatever, Wednesday, October, whatever. And yeah, any, anyway. Seeing state champs this week after so fucking long. Oh my god. When was the last time I saw state champs? I think the last time I saw state champs was on... During the holiday shows in 2019, upstate. Drove three hours from Brooklyn to Albany, New York to see state champs play a holiday show with Young Culture and Grayscale. And that was the last time I saw them. That's... Wow. And like, I'm excited. I'm excited. I haven't seen them in fucking forever, so... I get to hear the new songs, get to hear the old songs. Probably chill in the back with the, you know, the moms. Maybe I'll wear my I Love Hot Mom shirt. I don't know. We'll see about that. But man, it's it's going to feel fucking weird, though. I'm not going to lie. I, I haven't been to a show since September 3rd, which it's weird how I remember the, you know, precise date. But no, it's like I'm not used to this. I'm not used to going to shows. I'm just going to chill in the back for the most part. And I don't know. I'm supposed to go to two dates. It's the Thursday and Friday. I might just go to the Friday. I don't know yet. And then the following week, not to say, you know, not to like compare my excitement or like I'm more excited for this, but I am more excited for this other show I'm going to. Um, Broadside is playing an acoustic set. They're opening for some artist. I, I'm not sure who he is, but. I'm going for them. They're the opener. I'm going to see them in Brooklyn. And yeah, they're playing an acoustic set. They're playing songs I haven't heard before. You know, even though it's not a full band, I'm excited to see them again and just hear these songs that I haven't seen them since 2019 on the Set It Off tour. So we'll see how that goes. It's going to be a fun time. I'm probably just going to stand in the back. I'm going to stand in the back with the moms. Standing in the back with the moms is my thing now. 
And like it's good because then I don't get all disgusting and sweaty and I don't feel like shit the next day. Because listen, I'm 25 years old now and I get like neck pain, shoulder pain. Like you wouldn't believe. I, I still can't fucking believe it. I don't know. Like did it start for anybody else at this age? I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe it has to do with the sedentary, the more sedentary lifestyle since the pandemic and what have you. Oh, no. Not only did I, not only am I out of water, but I just knocked the bottle over. We'll just put this over here. I don't know. We'll see. Let's see. And then after Broadside, I don't think I have anything else until, do I have anything in November? Let's check the concert schedule. I have a concert schedule, guys. I <laughs> I write down everything, like date, venue, city, even if it's in like Brooklyn 20 minutes away, you know. Well, Williamsburg isn't exactly 20 minutes away, but. Look, I got it in a nice fucking folder here. No, no, that's the counter. How many shows have I been to? Yeah, I have a list that actually tells me how many I've been to. With the, I put the number, then the artist, the date, the venue, and the fucking city. I'm, I'm a maniac. I don't know what to tell you. So sad Summerfest back in September in New Jersey. That was show number 100, which I, I think people would expect me to have been to way more than that. But I know I go where I can. I don't travel all over the world for these, for these shows. Okay, 2021. Let's see. Yeah, I have nothing in November. And then in December, I only have Neck Deep twice. Starland Ballroom at uh, Terminal 5, so... Sarahville, what's up? See you in December. Maybe. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Neck Deep is probably like the band I've been dying to see the most since this whole pandemic. I don't know what it is. Like I've seen like All Time Low is my favorite band. I saw them twice already. I'm seeing State Champs. I'm seeing Broadside. Those are like my top couple of favorite bands. But Neck Deep, Neck Deep is also like, I would say like top, top 10 for sure. But I don't know. I just want to, there's something different about these songs live. Their songs in particular live that I'm just like, yo, their shows always just go off. Small venue, big venue, festival, wherever it is, they know how to put on a fucking show. And I'm so excited to see them with uh, Heart Attack Man and Nothing Nowhere. That's going to be, a, that's an interesting lineup. All right, guys, before we wrap it up, as promised from last week, we got another spooky story for you guys. Ooh. <laughs> oh, God. Who allowed me to have a podcast? Um, Bookmarks. Where are... All right, let me just bring my computer close to me for a second. Oh, fuck. How am I going to do this now? Without unplugging my whole thing here. Okay, this should be fine. All right, spooky short stories. Does it have to be on Reddit? I don't think it has to be on Reddit. What's this one? All right, this one is called Escape Before He Awakes. And this is from Reddit from posted by 
Punkin' Pros 18 hours ago. Let's see. I have not read this before, so I don't know. If it sucks, it sucks, but we'll read another one if that. Escape before he awakes. A change of clothes, keys, shoes, duffel bag, cash so he couldn't trace her. She couldn't risk writing it down, so she recited it in her head. The night fell, and she waited for the sound of his slow, steady breathing. Carefully, heart pounding, she slipped from the bed. It wasn't just fear overwhelming her, but humiliation. Humiliation that she'd missed the red flags for all the ways he'd come to betray her and River. But it wasn't the thing to focus on right now. Danny was not a heavy sleeper. She crept around the room gathering the most essential things. A change of clothes, keys, shoes, duffel bag, cash. She glanced at Danny sleeping and quietly slid a pair of scissors into the bag. Across the hall, she put River's things in the bag, slung it over her shoulder, and scooped the girl out of bed into her arms. River began to stir. Mommy? <laughs> what the fuck was that? I don't know why I did that like that. <laughs> anyway, we're keeping that in there. Fuck. <laughs> Mommy? <laughs> Shh. Baby, we need to be real quiet because daddy's asleep. We can't wake him. If her daughter blew this escape, she could not guarantee either of their lives would end well. Yo, fucking kids be mess messing shit up. Like in movies and stuff, they're always fucking shit up. So I feel her right here. Um, let's see if her daughter blew this escape. River put her head asleep put her head sleepily against her chest as she carried the child and the bag outside. She threw the bag into the back seat strapped River into her car seat and floored it, looking behind repeatedly, relieved to see the dark road empty behind her. It was an hour before she dared to stop. The light from the rest stop prompted River to stir. Where are we, Mommy? <laughs> We're going to see family, remember? Where's Daddy? Don't worry about Daddy right now. I love how I'm reading in a little girl voice, but like the mother I'm reading in just my normal fucking guy voice. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Oh god damn. In the rest stop bathroom, she snipped the la she snipped the last of River's lovely hair, then started on her own. Arms up, she said, and River obeyed, allowing her to put her in the white gown and shoes. We look silly, River said. We look holy, she corrected. She prayed that God would forgive. They were supposed to have done the hair cutting ritual three days ago, as a required cleansing before the migration. Before Danny had approached her and said he was having doubts about their faith, before he'd questioned his infinity breadth of the moon's motivation, motivations, excuse me, and refused to give the payment to migrate to the next realm, before he'd turned his back on the light and tried to keep River from it too, threatening to leave and gain custody if this talk of the migration continued, so she played along, suppressing her horror at his autopsy until she could make their escape. They walked toward the encampment and she smiled at the sight of hundreds of other people. The family, clad in white gowns, ready to go be with God. She took the cup of tea she was handed and gave River her sippy cup. Damn. Oh, that's the end, by the way. <laughs> okay, that's some culty shit right there. Not too spooky spooky, but... Let's see what the comments say. Actually, really well made. The way the way the last couple of paragraphs are written to slowly open your eyes, it really is nice. I've been in a similar place. It's a bleak thing to be able to relate to someone over. That is fucking weird. If it's not rude, what cult were you in? 
Oh my god, well, this was fucked. I thought for sure he'd be in the backseat and kill her for trying to escape his abuse, but that was not what I expected. That was not what I expected at all. Holy shit. That was a pretty great twist. Let's read another one. This one's called, Be Careful Who You Steal From. I know it sounds cliche, but I honestly didn't know who I was stealing from. It was just a bank. Anyone's cash can be in a bank. How was I supposed to know what belonged to the coven and what didn't? Okay, the glowing ruins of the security deposit boxes should have clued me in. But come on, who actually believes in witches nowadays? Well, there's one thing I can tell you about them. They hold grudges. And they've got some gnarly magic that can pinpoint your location in seconds. GPS trackers, eat your heart out. The punctuation in this stuff, maybe I just don't know how to read, but like the punctuation is so off here. I don't know, whatever. It's not me, it's them. When they brought me before their matron, I honestly thought they were going to kill me. Surrounded by hooded figures in a skull-decorated basement, I pled for my life. To my surprise, the matron smiled, her teeth yellow, broken teeth. Have no fear, she said, in a voice like bats taking wing. Your life is forfeit, but you will not die. Not yet. Now I hang from these damp walls, chains cutting into my flesh. The coven works their magic in this room, summoning demons and casting curses. When they need an ingredient, blood or eye, or liver. They approach me with the rusty knife. I don't know what they've done, but I always survive the harvest. And whatever piece they took grows back. Don't get it wrong, I feel every slice, a pain I never knew was possible. I don't know how they intend to keep me, but I have a feeling their concept of time is much different than mine. So take it from me. Do some research before you take something that isn't yours, unless you want to end up as a one-stop human meat market for all eternity. Yeah, that kind of sucked. I don't know. What do you guys think? <laughs> Someone in the comments said, that's what I'd call interest on a deposit. See, the co that comment as a whole was just better than the whole story. The comment section is fucking great. Actually, once you've lost an arm and a leg, your debt will be paid. <laughs> oh, God, man. The comment section is great anywhere. Let's read one more. This one's called Wedding Day by Twisting Underscore Straw. I first met my wife in high school. Her beautiful sparkling eyes drew me in. They were a reflection of heaven and her voice, a chorus of angels. I proposed after we graduated from college and we planned our future together. But things have changed since then. She's been acting strange lately. In bed, she'd toss and turn all night, muttering under her breath. Some nights I'd hear other strange noises like faint screams. I still loved her, though. We decided to get married at our local church. Before I knew it, I was waiting at the altar for her to walk down the aisle. I nodded to the priest and signaled to the men sitting in front row. We pinned her on top of the altar as the priest wrapped her arms and legs in chains. What the fuck? She hissed and howled, her body writhing, writhing in agony. The priest grasped the crucifix in front of her face and began the recitation. I wasn't going to let her go. I wanted my wife back. What the fuck, man? What? I don't know what to make of that. I don't know what the f twisting underscore straw. What did you write this or did you? I don't know when. What? That was freaking weird. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> hope you guys enjoyed those. Um, I think I'm gonna have to look in advance for like some really fucking scary ones. These are just a little unsettling, but we're going to look for some 
better ones. I'm going to have to prep these in advance, even though it's fun to like not know. It's fun to like, you know, show you guys my genuine reaction to these, but yeah, we're going to, I'm going to look for some for next week. And then anyway, guys, going to wrap this up. Thanks again so much for listening. And if you're watching on YouTube, thank you so much. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, follow us on social media. And until next time, guys, take care of yourselves. We'll talk soon. Goodbye.